911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how consistency is king, but how accountability is queen. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. This morning, I got to thinking about all the times in my life where instead of me powering through the suck, I've allowed myself to just make excuses about why it's easier or why something else got in the way of me ultimately achieving my goals. And Clint, as you sit there, I've seen this in your life. We've been married now for 11 and a half years, time and time again. But something incredible changed within this past year. And that key is accountability. Now, it's easy for us to set forth a goal in our life, to say, I'm going to lose some weight, to say, I'm going to quit my job or maybe start my own business. But what happens is when we get to the brass tacks of things and we start to actually dive into the work that's required to do that, it starts to suck. Absolutely. The suck that you had to power through, it's not only emotional, but mentally draining. And it just, everything you go through, the highs, the lows, it's it's hard. It's one of the hardest things that we can go through, I think, as humans. Nobody ever taught us that in school. And I think things should change with that because we're never taught... Okay, you want to be an astronaut when you're a kid, but nobody ever shows us the backside of that, which is the hard work that's required, and then the accountability on the backside, and the mentors, and all the other components that fit into it along the journey. So about a year ago, after I invested thousands of dollars into hiring a coach for myself, and then starting to go to school to get our certification to become human potential coaches... Within that journey, we started to meet some incredible like-minded people whose mission in life is to allow others to be empowered based on the own power that they have that they don't often tap into. When you're friends with a bunch of coaches, (laughs) the downside is that there's nothing you can put out there into the world that they won't hold you accountable for. Being friends with a bunch of coaches means that It's like we have our own hired coaches because they understand the importance of making sure that they're showing up for you in a way that supports you and your goals. And what's funny with that is sometimes you're like, I just want a friend. I don't want a coach right now. And it's having that mindset of, hey, take your coaching hat off right now so we could just talk. We have that in our own relationship. Like, buddy, are you trying to coach me right now or are you trying to be my husband? (laughs) And in reflecting on that this morning, Clint and I work out in the mornings on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, it's kind of like those shower thoughts where mindlessly, like, your mind is open. So the universe allows you to just expand on your thought process. And it got me thinking about how much progress we've made in this past year. But it all boils down to not only consistency, but having somebody to hold you accountable during that ride. And the accountability 
portion of it is just so important because think about it if you ever have tried something and it gets hard it's easier to step back and go into the old habit or whatever else you were doing before compared to having someone say you're going to finish this and you you got this keep going and then also by prompting you to discover new ways of how you're going to execute that Having coaches, they don't necessarily guide you into like, okay, here's step one, here's step two. They prompt you with questions that allow you to explore your own resources and what it is that you need to do in order to learn how to get from step A to step B. And that's the whole learning process that we've experienced as this new world from this past year. And this isn't to pound on our chests in any way. I want to preface this by saying that. But I can't believe what we've done. It hasn't even been a year. I guess it's been nine months. Yeah. In starting our own business, hiring the attorney, having a Facebook page that is well on to almost 7,000 likes now, building up our Instagram profile, learning how to run and operate a business, learning how to, excuse me, start a podcast. And most of that has relied on us being able to expand in a way to where we're vulnerable enough to tell other people like, hey, listen, I admire you for knowing how to do this. You clearly do this a lot better than me. Like, can you please just show me some guidance? It's letting go of our own egos of trying to say that we know how to do everything all the time and letting people who do know how to do it, whatever it may be, do it. And this doesn't have to just stem into the business world. Clinton and I, there's been many times where we'll tell one another, like, hey, listen, this is my intention. This is what I want. Can you make sure that you're kind of kicking me in the ass anytime that I try to give you some bullshit excuse about why I shouldn't do it? Yeah, a perfect example of that is when I told Ashley, oh, it was probably a month and a half ago, that I want to complete a full MRF within a three-week time frame. Uh, and if, for, if you don't know what a MRF is, it's running a mile on the treadmill wearing a 100-pound vest, doing 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 squats, and then another mile on the treadmill. And you're wearing that 20-pound vest the entire time. You said 100-pound vest at first? Yeah, (laughs) after I said it, I realized it. But it's a 20-pound vest, not 100. But that is a tough challenge to do. And so the first day, I just attempted it, trying to do it. And and I didn't try doing it with the vest on just because I knew it was going to be very taxing on myself. And I did about three-quarters of it. And I was like, holy crap. This is no joke. My body was completely dead. I was already sore and I just couldn't, I couldn't pull myself up anymore. I couldn't do another push-up, and, and I definitely couldn't have run another mile. So afterwards, I texted Ashley because she was at work. We had different schedules at the time. I said, I want you to hold me accountable in three weeks. I want to complete a full MRF unweighted. And she says, okay. She said, you can do it, and she'll hold me accountable. Three weeks' time passed. I completed the unweighted 
Murph, and so I set the next goal. I want to do a complete Murph with the weighted vest. And my next goal, when I complete that, I want to increase my time. And the thing with that is I wasn't standing in your corner as your wife. I was standing in your corner as your accountability partner. Someone who could call you out on the days when maybe you were slacking off a little bit. It happens to everybody. But that's the point of having somebody who can hold you accountable. Someone in your corner that holds you accountable but also pushes you too. And something just came up for me as we're talking about this because... As you're going along your journey of creating something that you aspire to be, like you're you're already that person, you're just working on being better at that person, there's always going to be the naysayers. And in our life, I think that because we, we've aspired for so much in such a short amount of time, on the backside of that, we've actually lost a lot of people in our lives because of that. People who we now know have such personal self-doubt and personal limitations that they feel the need to compare themselves to what we're creating for ourselves. Instead of saying, hey, what you're doing is cool. Like, I think I want to try this. Can you help me? But they're, they're not humble enough to do that. Well, and like you said, it comes from their own point of happiness or self-doubt that's there and in saying that it's it's almost comical in some ways when you hear those people talk down to you for what you're doing and I'm a firm believer and we should never talk down to anybody with what they choose to do with what they want to do in their own lives and I had someone recently tell me that you and I are working too hard And I I was baffled by that. And I started really looking at that situation and trying to understand why they said we were working too hard. And at that time, I just said, you know, it's not work if it's something you enjoy doing. And over time, I thought about it more and more. And it comes from not me working too hard or you working too hard, but from their own point of, they never strive to work harder. I, I don't want to say it in, in that context to where we're trying to elevate our status above anybody else's, but the reality of, of the viewpoint for other people who do say those types of things, it just means that they're at a point in their life where maybe it's not as excelled to the level of where we're at right now. And we're allowed to say that because a year ago, we would kick back on the couch for three days in a row, like literally just wasting life away watching movies. We weren't being productive. And now, whenever we have time together, it's just we're constantly like hitting the recorder, hitting the laptop, creating something new. We're doing so many training programs right now that it's just this constant schedule of nonstop. And we're also being very cognizant of the fact that we need to take breaks when when we need to. That's why we took off to Vegas for a couple of days for the 4th of July. That's why we make sure that we encourage one another. We literally tell one another, like, drink more water. <laughs> Clint will pee. I will go in there right after him, and I will smell that his pee smells too strong. And I'll tell him, like, 
Clint, you need to drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're making sure that we're sleeping well. We're making sure that we maintain our physical fitness. We're making sure that we encourage one another to eat healthy. Clint made me a protein shake, a smoothie every day this weekend. Like just we drink a green drink every day. Like we're doing things to make sure that we're not getting burnt out. And that doesn't mean we're not going to. It just means that where we're at in our mindset right now, we're in this space where everything that we're doing, it's this constant excitement and progression. And it's not like, oh, fuck, like I got to go to work again. I have to put in these like grinding hours that I don't want to do. It's It doesn't feel that way. So that physical and that sociological stress that comes along with not wanting to do those types of tasks, we, it's omitted from what we're doing right now because we're living in our purpose. We're doing something with a very ultimate goal in supporting and helping other people that that's the driving factor. Yeah, exactly. And thank you for clarifying what I was trying to say. I know you have to do that for me a lot because I'm a caveman. But with that, it's we really want to just push other people and not just push them, but show other people what they're capable of. And that's what we do with our coaching. Yeah, because it's like Clint and I are creating this fucking awesome rocket and we're making it like the most high tech piece of equipment that you could ever see. And this is metaphorically. (laughs) And we don't want people to be sitting there in the dust when we take off. We want other people to come right next to us and like come into our shop. Like let us show you how we built the structure of this thing and then let us help you by giving you the assets to create something freaking amazing for yourself. Because if you don't know how to do it, how do you figure out what you want to do? You do that by taking that first step, by showcasing that vulnerability, by saying, you know what, instead of me just being envious of this other person, I want what they have, only I want to make it my own. And the first step is by reaching out to them. I can recall many times, most recently, when I've been incredibly uncomfortable having to talk to perfect strangers and tell them that I'm envious of something that I like that they have. But it comes from a place of me wanting to grow and expand. And yeah, I can Google things, watch some YouTube videos, read some books. But the easiest way for me to get there is by learning from the experience of other people that have done it before. And I believe that when you're able to take that envy and you're able to turn it into ammunition and power that allows you to grow and expand based on what it is that you want to accomplish in life, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living.